Larry Weber is an educator, author, and naturalist, and he joins us every Friday for Backyard Almanac. Larry's on the line. Good morning, Larry. Yeah, good morning, good morning, and uh, welcome to December. Uh, since we last spoke, uh, the month of November has moved on, and uh, if we look back at it statistically, we had an average temperature. It got chilly at the end there, but we have an average temperature that was just slightly less than a degree above normal, so pretty much just average. Highest temperature for the month was uh, 71, and that was way back on a month ago today on the 2nd of November. And then we never did get officially uh, to zero or below zero. Now, that changed with the beginning of December. Yesterday morning, we had zero degrees here at my house. Weather service reported one above. Uh, it warmed up. It's interesting. It warmed up during the night. And during my walk this morning, I was walking in 30 degrees. Now, that's going to Again, in the next few days. Uh, other statistics for November is uh, precipitation was the big difference. We were about twice of what we normally get, more than three and a half inches precipitation when the normal is less than two inches. So, yes, we made up for a deficit that we had uh, during October, and I was very glad to see that. Now, we'll see what December has to offer. December is not normally a very month is usually quite dry. The precipitation we get in December is snow. And with the cold temperatures, that snow can also be quite a, a powdery, a dry type of snow. Uh, through the last 10 years, there has been patterns of weather that have changed a bit. And now December is our snowiest month. Number one is December. Number two is January. Uh, that wasn't that way about 10 years ago, but the patterns have changed a bit. The snowfall that we got for November, we ended up, according to the Weather Service, so the, with about uh, 13 inches of snow. Uh, this is a little bit less than the 14 inches we normally get in November, and but so far for the whole season, we're a bit above normal. Uh, the days uh, continue to get shorter as we get into December, and this next week, we're going to experience a couple of interesting things. We are at a time starting on December 7 and then going on for about, uh, oh, a little, little about somewhere around a week. We are at a time of the earliest sunsets of the whole year, and that's 4.20 in the afternoon. Now, to me, 4.20 is not dusk. It is still afternoon, but that's when the sun is setting for that period of time. Once we get past the 14th or the middle of the month of December, the sunsets start, to get, start getting later, but we're going to be experiencing that starting on the 7th of December. Also, if you had a chance to get out and take a look at a clear night, a night before last, last night was a little more cloudy, but a night before last, we had a spectacular uh, waxing quarter moon, and then not too far to the left of it was a very, what looked like a very bright star. That's the planet Jupiter. Jupiter has been showing up very clearly every night, and it's quite, a, quite an observation. Well, we're moving towards a full moon that will also happen this next week, and I think it's kind of interesting that the same time we're having the earliest sunsets, we're going to be having a full moon. The sunrises will continue to get later, and they get later all the way to the end of the end of the month. Uh, the winter so 
solstice this year is the 21st, about three weeks from now. When we get to December, there's a couple other things of note that happen. One of them is this is the month mostly, it could be in early January, but mostly this is the month of the Christmas bird counts. Christmas bird counts are began about 120 years ago, and they're just a way to keep an eye on what kind of birds are around here in the, in, in the wintertime. And Christmas is a good time to do so because many people have some time off and can go out and take a look. I have uh, participated in Christmas bird counts for many years, and uh, they are always interesting. I don't see them as being um, an exact science study, but on the other hand, they are a good snapshot of what's going on around us in the wintertime if we just stop and take a look. And this year, the Christmas bird counts will start about the middle of the month, and they extend all the way to early January. The uh, Christmas the bird counting at Hawk Ridge has come to an end. They count throughout the month of November, and we ended November on the 30th, and yes, there were counters out that day. If you remember it, that was a very day, and um, some migrating bald eagles took advantage of it. Uh, there was a count of 98 raptors on that day, which I think for late in the season like this is just spectacular. Of those 98, uh, 85 of them were bald eagles, 5 were golden eagles, and so there are the late migrants. It's not unusual to see bald eagles still at this date uh, migrating over. Other migrants showing up now are the finches. They have been seeing those at Hawk Ridge too, as well as many people see them elsewhere, snow bundings, pine grosbeaks, pine siskins, goldfinches, and uh, red poles, uh, maybe even some evening grosbeaks. I saw a flock of red poles about 10 days ago, and uh, they do not uh, come to feeders very quickly when they arrive. However, I expect we'll be seeing them a little bit later. The bird feeder has also been interesting. During the mild days that we had this past week, uh, the bird feeders are pretty much empty, and I have learned long ago that we they don't really need us in the wintertime. We need them more than they need us, and they will come to us when they're hungry and the weather is difficult, but when the days are mild, they just as soon stay away, and so yesterday when it was at zero degrees and the day before when it was very windy, uh, yes, the bird feeder became more active, and uh, I saw yesterday the, the usual usual routes. It's always nice to have a few of the permanent residents, the birds that stay around all winter. It's always nice to have them come by for a meal. Uh, the chickadees are never a day they're not here. Even on mild days, they'll still show up. White breast nuthatch, red breast nuthatch, blue jay, and three kinds of woodpeckers, downy, hairy, and red belly woodpecker, show up almost every day. Then there is occasionally a few other ones, like uh, turkeys might wander in and occasionally uh, see some uh, something like a pileated woodpecker. The turkeys and pileated woodpeckers, though, have been interesting in another way. Uh, we have a pileated woodpecker that's been visiting a crabapple tree in the backyard, and it seems to come by every afternoon. Now, pileated woodpeckers, like other woodpeckers, live back in the woods, they take their powerful bill and they break open the wood and they feed on uh, various uh, insects, uh, larvae and adults. 
and uh, that's pretty much their diet for the winter. But apparently this one decides to want to have something else in the diet as well. So it seems like every afternoon it shows up and goes to the crab apple tree and feeds on the frozen crab apples there. There's still a lot of sugar in those crab apples, and apparently the, the woodpecker wanted just that. The other thing I've noticed is the wild turkeys, you know, this time of year, we had a week, uh, week ago, Thanksgiving, we tend to think of a turkey feast. We tend to think of us eating the turkey. Well, yesterday I came upon a site where the turkeys had their feast. Uh, we have a flock that hangs around here, about 15, and I came upon a site in the woods where they were tearing up the leaves under the snow looking for acorns, and they must have found something because they sure made a big area where they were doing so. I called it a turkey feast. Weather Service says that we have about four inches of snow on the ground, and that, of course, varies a great deal. At my house, that's pretty accurate, maybe slightly less than that, and it's very good for animal tracking. And animal tracking is an activity that I just love to do in the winter. And we had two great examples this week where we had a little bit of a snow and that was followed and that was followed by it stopped snowing overnight. And then the next day you could go out and see animal tracks and whatever the tracks you saw, you knew that they were new. They were ones that just happened since the new snow fell. And then the next day after that, we had some more snow and that was on Tuesday. Wednesday morning was another good day of animal tracking. The animal tracking out there is done either by uh, critters that walk or critters that hop. Uh, it gets a little bit more complicated than that, but that's breaking it down to the basics. Uh, walkers include things like deer and members of the, the dog family, cat family, and such. Uh, then, then there are the hoppers. The most obvious hoppers are the squirrels and the rabbits, snowshoe hares and such. And I've been seeing good examples of both of those. And as we go now through the winter, there's going to be a lot more. I highly recommend to get out and take a look. Uh, the tracks tell us what has gone on. And a lot of times these critters are active at night and we never see them. But getting out there and seeing the track is almost like reading a new newspaper every day. It is just a fabulous way to find out what's going on. So welcome to December. And, yeah, there's going to be a lot going on. There's going to be a lot to appreciate. So take care. Have a good one. Great. Thank, thanks so much, Larry. That is Larry Weber. Larry's an educator, author, and naturalist. And he joins us every Friday for Backyard Almanac.